I guess if you flip a coin a million times, there's definitely going to be a couple of times where it has a hundred in a row of heads, but whatever. It's like the roulette table where <clears throat> if you ever go to a casino, it'll say like the black yeah. landed five times in a row. The odds of it happening yeah. again are like one in a million, even yeah. though it's technically still 50, 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How did you do Alex this week so far? So far I'm red. Dude, I'm my PL, I've never been this volatile. Like even when I started trading, or like even when I started doing this new momentum strategy, like I was never this inconsistent. Like Monday, max loss. Tuesday, like a thousand dollar profit. Yesterday, twelve hundred dollar loss. Oh, you know, man. it's like boom, boom, boom. And every every day has been like that. Today I'm up like 200. But this is like the, this is a, my anomaly. Like last week was also like 800 green, 800 red, 800 green. I was like, it's how, you, how, how is that? How is that like sitting with you? Is that, is that tough to deal with? Or are you just like shugging it off? Like uh, it'll, it'll, it'll change. Uh, definitely both. Like some days I'm like, <laughs> like yesterday I was like, that's fine. Even though it was like one of my biggest red days, I was like, totally fine. Like I know what I did wrong. I'll get better. But then like Monday, I was so pissed. Like I haven't been that mad in a while, you know? <laughs> um, and it, I think it was because I did everything technically right. It was just, it was the day that nothing worked out. Um, I had like, I don't know. So then I, I probably feel a little bit like Kobe felt where it's just like, are you kidding me? You know, like how does like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> When you have that many red trades in a row or like just nothing works out, you just get really, um, I think, like annoyed. Um, at least that's how I felt. I was really annoyed Monday. Yeah, I'm really annoyed on like the fact, like how can a strategy that I've been looking at for so long have a 70% win rate and I lose eight times in a row? I don't, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get it if it's 50-50, <laughs> but like every trade in the market is still <laughs> technically like somewhat 50-50, so... Do your stats know. are your stats saying 70% or is that like how are you getting that 70%? Um, I mean that's usually around that. Let me look real quick. I ha- I have a cool little demonstration of how shitty trend reversal trading is today. Yeah, I guess it's not 70%, it's more like 60, 50 to it's that's like good, 50 though. to 70. That's good. Something like that. Yeah, but it's weird. Like you would think that trend continuation, you usually have like a one R. Dude, for the last like three days, it's been fucking yeah, nuts. Then I was almost about to trade coin. There was a perfect setup I could show you guys if you want uh, when I when I speak, but everything was there and I missed my entry by like a couple cents, which was annoying because it was one of those, the setup came to me. I wasn't even looking for it. And I was like, wow, that's a perfect setup. But then I didn't get aggressive enough. And then it ran so hard. It was like when the SPY went back above VWAP sometime at like 10.10 or something. And then it just kept trending. Coin and many other large caps, were just, they just did like a huge rip, you know, like 5, 6, 7%, which is crazy for large caps. And I, I could have gotten in the beginning of that. And then I didn't feel like chasing. But yeah, if there's a good setup, you, you got to get aggressive. You know, that's not the time to try to save one or two cents. Yeah frustrating let's see if um toby's gonna pop up here toby oh wait your mic's off <laughs> yeah I, unfortunately i had a bunch of losses in the pre-market so it was a smaller green day yeah smaller green day that's like 5x my monthly profits there we go 
<laughs> uh, Toby, what we're, we're, what we do like every week is we'll just get on a call. Usually we do it Friday and then we just kind of like talk about our biggest lessons, our biggest learnings and, you know, see what we can, I guess, learn from each other, even though we all somewhat trade a little bit different. Uh, Colby, for example, does primarily options, sometimes futures, mostly on the spy. Um, you, you know, Tom, he's, he's like more scalpy, quick trading. Um, and then obviously my stuff, it's just kind of interesting to pick and cherry pick all the, all the lessons from everyone's strategy. So we just kind of keep it really open, uh, see what we learn. And then we just post it on trade journal, but very, very simple podcast at the moment, but we hope to keep growing it. I guess a little bit about Toby for, uh, Tom and Colby. You guys have really similar names, and I think about it. Colby, Toby. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, what, when did when did we start working together, Toby? You joined the community. What was that? Like we started talking more. We got on a call like last year, like, almost this time. Yeah, but you were you were also in the community like for at least two years then already, or just? Oh uh, no, I I joined the community probably like March or something. March in 2020? 22. I, 20, I, oh, I yeah. downloaded Trade Journal and used Trade Journal, but I didn't join Discord until maybe February, March. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm actually meant to say 2021, but yeah, okay, so 2022. So you're, okay, you came right in. Gotcha. All right, that puts a little bit more perspective because I remember we were talking around that time, like in March, and but for some reason, I remembered you saying you're in there for a while longer. Um, but I guess it was you you just you were using the application, uh, the the Google Sheets. Um, sweet. You have a pretty crazy journey. Do you want to share a little bit of it? Mm, I want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I um I I I'm now living in Thailand. Um, I guess I'm semi-retired. I hopefully I can keep trading well and pay for my bills, but uh I really don't want to go back and do a normal job. I'm pretty tired of it. Uh I was a uh, ski coach. I was the head Olympic ski coach for the Korean ski team for the 2018 Winter Olympics. And then wow. I was also head coach for the Chinese ski team for the 2002 Winter Olympics. Um, I was myself, uh, grew up in Vail, Colorado, and I was um, a U.S. ski team member myself and uh, competed in the 2006 Winter Olympics in Torino, Italy and won a bronze medal in the freestyle skiing moguls event. Wow. Crazy. Hold up, hold up. Holy hell. That's awesome. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's <awesome>. amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. Dude, Vail is like my favorite place in the whole world. That's so cool you grew up there. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting place to grow up. I love it. You know, it's changed a lot since since I was a kid, but uh it's definitely home. Yeah. Uh, going a little deeper, I was adopted when i was three years old i was born in south korea and uh grew up and then was adopted by two uh my parents in the u.s and colorado and vale and uh grew up in vale <clears throat> and they raised me and it was been an been an interesting journey right out of high school i made the u.s ski team and uh kind of studied and went to university while while competing and by 2006 i was able to hit a medal and then i uh retired from skiing because it was speeding up my body too much and didn't want to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you start trading? I started trading about 
a year, year and a half ago, when I was in China working for the Chinese, they had us in lockdown and I wasn't allowed to leave the hotel. We weren't allowed to go outside. We weren't, we weren't allowed to do anything. And uh, so I, to spend my time, I, I started trading. I, I downloaded a uh, TOS and just started, just had no idea and like didn't do paper trading or anything. I just funded mm -hmm. and just started just throwing money at, at different shares and stuff like just yeah no clue and I got my my ass handed to me pretty pretty regularly and then um uh, so then I went down the rabbit hole and then started watching a lot of YouTube videos and starting to really figure out what the hell's going on because I was getting tired of spending my monthly income on poor trading mm -hmm. <laughs> we've all been there are you like a profitable trader over time now or when did you like see success oh I think that I've just like I'm on the cusp of being profitable mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> since I haven't been doing it very long. Uh, the last like three or four months, I've had small profits. Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask if you had a strategy that's your favorite or are you just jumping around or. Well, I, I do. I do the low float. Um, and I, <clears throat> I mainly I do like bear flags. I do uh, like big dip pullbacks. I. Um, I, I used to do continuation, but those have been very difficult lately. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to, you know, um, I just follow, follow momentum basically. And just, uh, I, I'm really my, I think my best strategy is the micro pullbacks. When something's moving quickly, I can hop in on a pullback and then uh, catch a, catch a little ride and, and then get out. Mm -hmm. Like the classic five minute kind of breakout, one minute pullback kind of ride the 90 may trend or not even like a five second pullback or okay so more like the way tom does it yeah are you marketing in and marketing out like tom does or yeah i only market in market out i can't i'm not i'm too impatient to 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 do it otherwise uh -huh. <laughs> yeah it's That's just cool. it's just on the big spread stocks how do you adjust to that because if you have a stock that has uh, like a 10, 15 cent spread. Uh, Lucy today had a little bit of a spread at some points, but when you get to those higher price stocks after like 10 bucks, you can see spreads of 10 to 20 cents. How do you manage your risk? So the way I manage my risk is uh, I try to figure out a, a zone that I want to get into the trade. And then I, I just sit there and watch the ladder as close as I can. And when I see any number that comes close to where I want to get in, then mm -hmm. I'm as quick as possible. So on those bigger price stocks, you're not uh, doing uh, market orders or are you hitting the ladder? Um, I'm hitting market order, but I'm just waiting to see the number come down to the ladder. <laughs> so okay. then I, All right. I can just build myself in that area. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Because when I, when I do it the other way, when I join the bid or whatever, then I just sit there and I feel like I'm always missing uh, yeah, absolutely. that I want. Absolutely. I'd rather get in five cents above. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually so true. Right before you came in, we were talking, or I was sharing uh, how I just missed like one of the most perfect setups on coin. Uh, everything was aligning the the index, the SPY coin, uh, large caps were just starting to move. It was like a 10, 10 today and, or move back to the front side. And I just, I didn't get aggressive enough. I, I was like a little bit too conservative. I missed it by like a three cents and then it just ripped. Um, 
yeah, so I, I feel you there missing missing those entries. Yeah, Lucy um, was it was the big spread and it was moving quickly. Uh, I caught it kind of late, and then I just uh, I only made like a few trades on it, but uh, I caught it late with a fifteen hundred share or fifteen hundred share size, and that's how I got up to 400, 500 bucks on it. Yeah, you've been having like the 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 um the trades you're sharing with me specifically uh, yesterday, but just in general, like you do a lot of trades on these tickers. I would I would love if you could share kind of what your what your thought process is on some of these situations, even like yesterday, because that that running PL just blew my mind when you shared it with me. Um, um and like I what you, yeah, what where do you think you could take that? So I I hate losing. And so when I even have a, a small loss, I am not very I'm very stubborn about just accepting it. And uh that gets me into a lot of trouble. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, what, uh, if you want, you could share your screen, by the way, um, if you have anything to share, but, uh, I don't know you... how to do it, but yesterday I was, uh, I was trading and I was doing okay. I was just kind of floating around, not, not big losses, not big wins. And then I just started to, uh, accumulate loss after loss after loss. And I ended up, you know, my, my max loss is somewhere between about 500 to 750 bucks. And I ended up being at a thousand bucks after like past that. And I was like, well, shit, I probably should stop trading, but I, I think I can catch one more good trade and get out of this. And then I kept, and I snowballed and I ended up being like 3,500 bucks. I think oh. I, let me, let oh, me share man. this. Is it, is it okay if I share this? Yeah, absolutely. So so at the worst, it's, I was about thirty five hundred bucks. Oh. <laughs> this this was the craziest yeah. thing I have seen in terms of running P and L. Uh, where is it? And I think the bad thing is, I've done this many times in my trading career, I guess, or time doing this. Two hundred ninety seven trades. And I've managed to uh, wait. You got ever, back. I've, I've managed to all the way back yeah. out. So what? <laughs> oh my god you got back i ended positive nine bucks all right i'm i'm never stopping in my red days again now after seeing that i'm going and i'm back to zero at least <laughs> wow i don't i can't I get over this chart and this looks like a chart pattern in a way you see the capitulation and then you see the floor <laughs> coming you see the higher low you see the new front side <laughs> it's, it's all there wow Honestly, I was going to stop. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. I should <laughs> definitely stop. I've gone past my max limit. And uh when I got back to like my like down only 2,500, I was like, okay, this is decent. I, you know, crawled back out of the, the hole of thousand bucks, but I, the trades just kept working. So I just kept doing them. And then uh yeah, I didn't have much many losers on top of that. I just kept getting closer, closer, and closer to break even and just yeah. What, what stock were you trading to get morning. back up? I I made two thousand dollars on CVNA, so that got me out of the the hole mostly. Okay, that is incredible. You had a killer week or uh, killer month in January, um, like wow. just consistent profit. But then you had this really big uh, red day here. Um, that was one of those days. You like, I that day I attribute to my girlfriend. So I need to punch her in the face for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had a good talk about trading partners recently. Um, yeah. She stressed me out. She's like, we got to leave the house at this time. And I'm like, okay, I just need to finish up my trades. And I was like, I, I got this goal of how much I want to make for this day. So I just started gunning it after like gunning it on anything basically. And Oh man. Got myself Dude, in trouble. It is the worst to rush trading like that. I've had some of my biggest losses. I was telling Toby about, I mean, um, Tom about that. Um, like when I need to rush to do something and I'm like, all right, let me just quickly close this trade or get in this and take boom. It, it's, I might as well just not trade that day. Um, Definitely a lot of stuff I need to learn still. I like, you know, looking at how many, how much I actually make during a day and how much I actually lose. If I can reduce those losses even a little bit, I could be a very profitable trader. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, your chart here looks exactly like how mine does. Just a crap ton of orders. Um, yeah. I see you had that, that $3,000 red day definitely kind of made you uh, not so profitable in January, but you had a really good streak there. I still was, uh, I was still profitable, like by like 17 or yeah, 1700 bucks or something. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, nice. It would have been a lot more. Um, I mean, I think you missed some trades here on this one. If I click on January, we're missing something, but, um, what, what do you think is your, like, how are you going to address this issue with having these occasional massive red days or having, you know, I like, or, you know, doing 200 plus trades a day? Is that for you fine? Do you want to continue doing that or or where do you want to take that? No, I, I don't like it. I, you know, staying up until <laughs> here would be four o'clock in the morning. Trading is, is nuts. I want, yeah. to, I want to take fewer trades. It's my, it's kind of my weakness though, right now, when I get red, then I just keep trading until I hopefully get back to break even or have profit. Right. Yeah. Cause there's, there's that $3,000 dip and, you know, I was, I'm almost doing the exact opposite right now where um, Colby was, I'll talk about this in a little bit. He was like, you know, two trade, two red trades in a row. Then I, I basically stopped out and I was trying to implement something similar. Um, but it's, because yeah with trading and i've been talking about this a lot on these calls is like you have to limit your downside but you don't want to limit your upside so there has to be some sort of way to avoid these these really big uh flushes if it's a max loss on a day if it's stopping after multiple trades or something like that well the good thing is they're fewer and far further between each time i do it um i would would happen a little more often not quite as big but would be a little bit i would do it a little more often you know three or four times five times in a month um but now they're starting to disappear you know that was you know it happened already now in february <laughs> first day of the month and then it happened in january but that's only the two times in the last two months <clears throat> yeah it, it does seem like it's it's uh getting cleaning up there um, and you kind of seem like you're bottoming out here a little bit. Now, this is just one portfolio. So I, I don't know if you have more um, where you yeah, document other trades. But um, yeah, you could be going in the right direction. You're not down that much. So once you, because you've been having some really, really good trades lately that I feel like just a couple months ago, you weren't really doing, um, or just like, you'll have like a really green month. 
Um, but like you said, you'll have these accidents. Um, so that's yeah, what I need, to, I need to learn my lesson and just, you know, take the hit and be down. Even if I do my max loss at a thousand, it's, I, you know, I would have made a hell of a lot more last month than yeah. losing a thousand. Also, been... also to add is not only the max loss, but you had to know when you're triggered, what's going to trigger you. For me, it's a lot of it is going from green to red on the day or losing my profit on the day. If I was at my daily goals, definitely my two triggers. Usually after that, I'm either sized way, way, way down, or, you know, most of the time it's not even worth it to size down and keep trading. Most of the time it's just, you know, come back tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's uh that's a, that's a very valid point. Um, mm -hmm. I had, I did a lot of like sports psychology when I was an athlete. So I, I feel like even almost on a negative side, like I, even when I get triggered, I can get back into a good space. And mm -hmm. I, that's why I can crawl out of like these huge dips sometimes, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's yeah, impressive. I need, I need to find a better balance. It seems yeah. like you trend a lot, like in your, in your P and L, like you really are good at getting in a groove and just staying there. So, I mean, I don't even want to give you advice after seeing that negative 3000 to back to zero, because it literally breaks every rule of like the, cause like, what do you say to that? I mean, do you stop whenever you're trending lower or do you see if you can find a base and see if you can trend back up, back to break even on a big red day? I don't know. The, you know, the last time in January when I had a, a $3,000 negative day, I'm, I'm okay with it because I've already, I had already, I could cover it for what I made in the month. So it wasn't pissing me off too much. And at the same time, like the reason I stopped and didn't keep trying to trade out of that was because there were no, there was nothing that could get me out. There was no opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was granted some opportunities. So I just kept trading them. Yeah, that's actually a valid point. There's sometimes where I'm at max loss, but then I'm like, I see that perfect setup, but I don't trade it because I'm at max loss. And I'm like, I know that could have got me back green. Um, I just don't do it because I know it's going to be a slippery slope. But sometimes I think maybe there has to be a little bit of grace period uh, or like there has to be a little bit of leniency. It's just I think you're totally right. It's just uh, you like you said, it's a slippery slope because you don't want to do that every time because you can get yourself into it, you know. Right. And then you'll start looking for stuff and like, oh, you know what? I, it worked last time. Let me do it this time. Or I don't know. I also don't have a good answer for that. But this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. I'm, I, I uh, appreciate you sharing this uh, information with us or like these stats. <laughs> Mind blowing. <laughs> Um, I'd like I'd like to have like the a positive three thousand dollar day instead of a negative three thousand dollar day. I've never had that. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the only thing that is missing out of this chart is that you know <laughs> if you can trend down to negative three thousand, why can't you trend up to positive? Because obviously that day where you went from negative three to to break even, you know, if you could have avoided all those losses at the beginning of the day, that's like a massive green day. So. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I keep looking at. Like I, if I started avoiding a lot of these, what I would probably pretty stupid losses, I could have, you know, I guess relatively easy thousand dollar days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another question that some of the viewers might, might uh, want to ask is you see, you have a lot of trades and think or swim only allows you up to an average per month of on an average day, 
for throughout the month, 390 orders before they start increasing your commissions. So did they already start increasing your commissions? Uh, no, I have never received an email or have uh, even heard anything about that. Um, yeah. I know, I know I do over trade some days, but then on the flip side, you know, I have those days that like looking at the screen, you know, 22 trades, three days, or 93 mm -hmm. trades, four trades. So it probably balances out to, on the, yeah, it usually does. Yeah. Slightly lower than that. Yeah. I just, I just want you to be aware that 390 orders uh, can't have more than that in a, in a, in a month for average. In the best the case scenario, I would be probably doing something more close to what Alex is doing. And uh, I would love to be, you know, doing 15, 20 trades a day and wrapping up shop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. I find it very tough to go from scalping to holding longer. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And it is, it is punching me in the face because there's so many times I'm up five, even a thousand dollars over a thousand dollars on one trade. And I don't take my profits and I close it for a loss. And oof, like Tom was talking about things that trigger him. That is just one of those things that just make me so annoyed. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough thing. And I feel like I'm getting close to trying to figure out when to take profits and when not to take profits, which sounds so amateur. But you know, when you when you switch things up, you have to kind of start from scratch a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's I don't, that's know, like, I don't even know how like Ross is able to add into trades, like. I try to do it, but it gets me into trouble so quickly because then your average rises up so fast. And then when it comes back on you, you're, 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 you know, you mm -hmm. have, you could be positive in a pretty good number and then all of a sudden be negative really quick too. Yeah. Adding into trades, adding into winners is a tough one for me. I think you could really only do that if it's like a clear front side trend over the nine EMA over VWAP. Otherwise, um, if it's like, you know, kind of still in that reversal territory, but it might be a failed reversal, you'll probably be adding high and it, that's, that's not going to be good. Um, but I, actually, I was, or, I've yeah. been trying to hold trades for a much longer these days too. And I think that helps a lot, to be honest. It does. You said holding longer. You said that, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colby's I, like, I, I don't believe you. Not a lot, but like for me, holding longer would be like two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Same with me. I mean, you saw Alex was in your insights and it was like everything below one minute. It was like negative 11,000 and then everything above was like heavily green. So yeah, that's. Hmm. Yeah. That's it seems like your biggest win is around. Yeah. Between one minute and one minute 59 and two and two, uh, four 59. I could share yeah. the screen quickly again. Um, but that, I wanted to, to say quickly. Or go go for it. Seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say since uh, we usually do about like ten to fifteen minutes per person, um, and or else the the stream will go too long. So, is there anyone who has any questions, any or anything else left to say? Or Toby, do you want to share anything else on this crazy these crazy stats? Well, uh, what well what I've been working on the most is uh, being okay of, of taking a loss, and I think that's still I haven't quite mastered that. But being able to to swallow a loss and not have it affect me too much, and not not have to keep trading or something. Um, and I'm going to continue working on that, and I believe that will help me overcome my my problems of drawing down so so much in uh, my bad days. 
I think that's an excellent point because it's yeah, part of the game. Good. It's part of the game, right? You're like, you're going to be wrong, like at least 40%, 30% of the time, even like good traders, their win ratio is like what, 67. I think my best months are like 67% win ratio. Um, and then, and then there's those days where, you know, I maybe make five, $700 and then I'll, I'll, I'll give back some and I'll be back down to like 400 profit. And then sometimes I get a little bit on tilt and then I boom, I'll go back to break even on the day. So mm-hmm. if I just said, if I just accepted it and I was like, Hey, that's good. I kept on trading until I started giving back profits. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to ride the front side until it's over and give back profits. Like, let me call it. So yeah. I, I also really need to work on that a lot. I did that today. I was up 300 and then I got to negative a hundred and then ended up finishing 300, but it's too much swing. Yeah. The swings are, they're emotionally, they're really heavy. Um, Hey Tom, I was thinking, do you want to go next or? Yeah, I can go next. Mine, mine's not going to be uh, too long as well. So maybe just to kind of make it kind of quick, short and sweet. Short and sweet. So this week, let's uh, share my screen here. So this week, um, coming off January, kind of, kind of consistent uh, as we reviewed last week in uh, the last sort of uh, weekly recap. Uh, Monday and Tuesday were solid continuation from you know January's momentum, and then Wednesday and Thursday, these two days, I didn't import Thursday, but today I'm finishing down three dollars after the TOS uh, hidden fees or whatever you want to call them, S- uh, SEC fees. Um, so two red days back to back. And there was some solid momentum. The main thing was, is on this day, like there was some solid momentum, but I got caught in a flash down on EBET on the backside of the move. And I pretty much went from green to red on the day, and I pretty much cut it there. I didn't want to trade anymore, even though G-Sun was popping up uh, again. Uh, I did stop trading, but you know, I started to get into a little bit of a mental space uh, after today because today I had that same thing. I was green, uh, and I turned red. I didn't import my trades, but this was on uh, Lucy. So I was green like 40 bucks coming in to start trading Lucy and I buy the dip. Actually, I can show you on my recording. It's right here. I pretty much mistimed the dip and it was such a good, even though there was no news, it really did work out really nice after that halt halt resumption. So we're halted up. It was like a 10 minute halt. Look at this resumption. It resumes. Damn. Well, like 60 cents higher, 50 cents higher. Oh no, what is that? 30, about 25, 30 cents higher. And then just keeps going. I'm just waiting for, there I tried to get a scalp of three, but you know, the, the spreads were a little bit wide. And when I was hitting market, you know, it says, you know, I should have got filled at 98, but I actually got filled at 92. The market price here, so look, 90, and then I'm trying to get filled at 98, and then it jumps down to 92 before it fills, which is kind of just, you know, kind of a little bit frustrating. So I'm trying to wait for that next entry, and 
So from the break of three, we top out at 357. I try to catch the dip, but I was just so early. And I pretty much give back my little gains that I had on the day to back to red. So I thought that would be a good dip right off of three. So I'm in at 308. Uh, I'm not getting too picky with, you know, trying to get exactly at 301, 302, because this stock is moving quick. It's got widespread. So chances are you're not going to get a really close fill uh, to the penny like you would on a stock with a really tight spread. And there I'm looking to add and it just flashes down 30 cents. And, Jesus. and this was like, okay, I wanted to panic sell. There was a minute where I was like, all right, do I panic sell or do I try to like dig myself out? But because there was such a low volume of history, pre-market and um, at the market open, there wasn't, it didn't seem like there could be much support to hold this up even right. though we did see a big move. So we could have seen a move that just goes straight up and straight down. We've seen that before. And a lot of that time, a lot of the time it happens because of the lack of volume earlier in the day, because there's no buyers holding it up. There's no previous volume uh, with uh, proven support. So, you know, here I'm like, I think it'd be smart just to cut it. Even though I'm in a hundred shares, it's just, you know, percentage wise, that's a 10% a 10% loss right there, 30 cents from 308 down to 78, 278. And that put me right on the day. And like, I didn't have a chance to size up. Like I wanted to be, you know, sizing up, trying to hit those bigger winners that I was earlier in um, mid 2022. And, you know, after this, like, and it just curls right back up and just starts going parabolic. And I just stopped trading it from there. And it pretty much, you know, it flags into that five minute flag. And, you know, I was going to attempt the breakout, but, you know, I, it was already getting too late in the day. It's 11.15, 11.30. So I pretty much was done and accepted my small loss. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough because of the fact, like, November and December, we were like, I, I can't wait for this momentum re to return. And <laughs> when the momentum returns, like, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be hitting bigger than ever. And now that we have this momentum and I'm not performing at the level that I want to, it just, it gets me a little down on myself. It gets me a little disappointed. And, uh, you know, I start to feel bad about myself, you know, mentally, if I get into that headspace, um, which is tough to not get into there because you see these moves every single day, a hundred, 200%. We've seen thousand percent moves and we're, we're not, or I'm not performing at the level that I think I could be, or I should be. And, um, it really does eat you up. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're thinking like that, but it's really hard not to. Um, so, you know, and I see other people doing really well and, you know, yes, I'm, I'm happy for their success, but like, I'm also thinking like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I seeing wrong that I can't, why, that I'm not getting those same results? And so that's sort of the mental battle that I've been dealing with the past two days, you know, seeing these huge moves and still not being able to feel or see any progress in my results. So, you know, on the bright side, you know, thinking on the bright side is definitely, you know, a good way to keep your sanity. On the bright side, mm -hmm. I'm green on the week. I'm up uh, 157 on the week and Wednesday and Thursday were very, very small losses. You know, I can make that back with a small scalp. 
um, even though I did get bad profit on the day, my from green to red, but at least I didn't capitulate down to max loss. And those are the days that you want to avoid. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at avoiding those days. I don't have, you know, many huge, huge red days, you know, recently, you know, knock on wood, I don't, you know, like no one ever wants days like that, but I think I'm getting better at not capitulating in the red and not accepting my losses to the downside and, uh, you know, you know, revenge trading, trying to get back to the green. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, with that discipline, just being able to walk away, like I'm still green 157 on the week, like 157 is, is not like, it's not a lot of money, but it's also not nothing. Like I can do a lot with 157. I can go out to dinner, have a nice dinner and go out and do activities. If, you know, pays for gas, can pay for groceries, you know, that little amount of money is still valuable. And so I don't want to like squander that away by capitulating in the red or not following my rules. So that's sort of what uh, I had to say for uh, this week so far, but we do have one more day left. And with the momentum this week, I think, you know, tomorrow could also give, you know, those opportunities of a hundred to 200%. And, you know, I'm going to face it again tomorrow. I'm going to face it again tomorrow. And I don't know. I don't know what else I could do other than just, you know, study every single day and just try to get better every single day. And, you know, it might be a long time until I start seeing those thousand dollar days consistently or 500 to a thousand dollar day consistently. And uh, that's just something I'm going to to accept. That's just my learning curve and that's just my journey. So, um, you know, to get whatever it takes to get to that point is, you know, what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to do it. So keep slogging away basically. Yeah. You know, those days will come and it'll, it'll come when it, when I'm ready, you can't force it on, but, yeah, on that's, this that's what I year, to say. your, your average win, average loss, your risk reward, basically, is that around normal? Like this 0.8 to, to one? <clears throat> no, this is actually, uh, so I'll look from, I'll type it in from January to today, from the beginning of the year, it's actually uh, a little bit positive. Well, no, percentage wise, it's actually one to one or slightly negative, but but number wise, it's actually positive, so, yeah, which uh, has been has been the trade the trend of my strategy, uh, just developing my strategy over the past year. Earlier in 2022, mm-hmm. my accuracy was 65 percent around 63, 65 percent, but I had a negative risk reward. And now it's starting to shift a little bit. And I think that's just coming from um, slightly, slight micro adjustments in my strategy of just being able to read the tape a little bit better, read level two a little bit better and cutting those losses before they, you know, stop me out for 5% loss or 10% loss. Yeah. Like that largest losing trade in the last two months or so. Um, Yeah. I got a few of those. Uh, that's cool i like to see the progression on you know you and toby it's because i know toby's uh like i know if you scroll back at toby's calendar view i bet there's a bunch of those like negative max loss days like i've been in that same boat where you know trade well for 20 days of the month and one single day goodbye everything and i've done that so many times and it's cool just like over time you slowly get rid of those and then same with you tom you're kind of just like 
you know, you're still having really good consistent wins, but like, you're, you're just wondering like, why am I not hitting those $300, $500 days? But yeah. I just want to say like, uh, next time you guys see anyone that's like a professional in anything, just try to find out how long they've been doing that thing. Because I've been finding that I heard this rich role. I don't know if you guys ever heard it. Rick roll. I don't know if it's rich roll, rich roll. Yeah, the podcast. Him, yeah. And he was saying how he had, there was this little clip where he was just saying, like, if you want to be a professional in anything, it takes a decade. It takes 10 years. So just sit back, like, calm down. Like, it's going to take a long time. Like, I guarantee you, Toby, how long were you skiing before you went to the Olympics? Started when I was three years old. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. like, no one goes to a professional level of anything. I don't care if it's a podcast professional. I don't care if it's trading, whatever. It takes about 10 years. So it's cool. Yeah. Like, we're all kind of just going through that phase of, just slow growth but if we stick to it i mean million dollar years are inevitable after a decade so yeah absolutely absolutely yeah to, to limit but to kind of go off of what you said but having those days that you just wipe or wipe back you know weeks of profit you know i after i've done after having done that back here early in you know my career you know wiping out six months of profit in one day um you know, I learned my lesson for sure. And, uh, it actually feels good. You know, when you go through, you know, a couple of days of losing days and knowing that you can make that back within one trade and it, you know, just seeing your PL just kind of hovering always at your all time highs is actually really rewarding. Uh, especially when, you know, in the past you'd be digging yourself out of a hole and wasting that those valuable days of momentum making back losses instead of adding profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of, um, you know, kind of how I've been so consistent the past year is just keeping those losses like really tight. Like you don't really see any huge, you know, flashes down that are too, that are too deep. But, you know, then again, you also don't see, super parabolic moves in my PL, but you know that obviously that's, will come over time that's pretty parabolic i think the only thing keeping you from too. going continuing the parabolic move is is um sizing um yeah i could show you when you're done um my yeah. chart although you've probably seen it a few times but it's very similar to yours and it kind of stopped going parabolic primarily because i stopped sizing um yeah yeah, I, I stopped sizing mainly because you know I just felt like I didn't never I've never had yet a, an I don't know it's hard to explain like it feels like whenever I do size size up I do take really big losses and I can't I can't adjust to that you know those swings every day like I feel like it just emotionally just eats you up so much and then like you start trading emotionally after you have a normal percentage loss but it's such a big loss that you've had before that it triggers you. And, you know, those subsequent trades just capitulate you. But that that's, that's the main struggle with sizing up for sure with anybody who's, who's sizing up. But I couldn't agree yeah, more. Sized up, sized up like five times. I've tried at least and every, I swear to God, every single time I wipe out bare minimum, two months of profit, bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. Like every single time. <clears throat> yeah, Colby. Actually, do you want to do you want to take the floor if nobody has any questions left on on Tom or Tom? If you're done, or 
yeah that, sure. that's it for me nice because because yeah colby you could talk about i mean i talk about whatever you want to talk about but you could even address that topic as well with sizing because i know that that's always something we're joking about <laughs> i'm always like colby it's time to size again and you're like Screw yeah, Alex is like, Alex is like, what's up with these $20 wins still, bro? Like, it's been so long. And I'm just like, well, I'm fucking terrified. That's what's wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I've sized up five times and I've just deleted everything. So I don't know, like, what we should do about that. Like, I don't know if the answer is organic size. Like, do you let it happen naturally? Because you have like three months in a row where you're just trading extremely well and you take that same setup for the 50th time and you're like, why the fuck am I still only risking $50 to make a hundred? I've did this for, I've did this for the last three months and it's went and I went on it every time. So why would I keep doing that? That's yeah. my new philosophy is like, I want it to feel like so stupid to not size that that's when I'll mm -hmm. probably size because yeah. every, everything before then I'll be like, Oh, I had a great month. You know, my risk rewards, amazing whatever. And I'm like, Oh, let's size up. And then I use two X my size and goodbye, you know? So that's, my, that's how I'm going to try to approach sizing at least. But isn't but, that the uh, problem when you size up? You you size you try to 2x your size instead of just go up like a quarter of what you're doing? The problem is that, well, in shares, like whenever I'm trading shares, that's fine. But I don't trade shares anymore. And I'm pretty much doing only futures and options trading because I don't have a PDT account. So my only option with, with futures and uh, options is to 2x basically. And then if I want to go up again, I have to do the same thing. Like with futures, the smallest size I can possibly take is um, 50. It's technically this equivalent to 50 shares of the SPY. So mm -hmm. that's like the smallest possible size I can take. So if I take two contracts, that's 100 shares just like that. So that's kind of my, my problem. But yeah, it'd be nice if I had shares to just increase by... Like I used to have a rule back in like last year, last summer, where I was like, every single week, I'm going to increase my size by 5% and just do it very slowly over time to see if that did anything. And it was just so hard because I didn't even realize the difference in my trading. I didn't know, like I had to calculate how much more 5% would be on my trades and it was just too much. And I was like, that's not going to work. So yeah, too much to trip over. Yeah. But um, I've been talking about this for like a month now, and this is like the biggest conundrum like problem i've had with trading is that okay. so every single trade that we've ever had uh, that we've ever taken all of us it's one of the two it's either a trend reversal or a trend continuation either you're like going long under vwap on a backside move where you think there's good support that's a trend reversal or you're going long above vwap looking for breakouts that's trend continuation vice versa if it's backside or front side and one of the biggest problems for me is that I'm constantly just never ending taking trend reversal trades. And like, I could see where maybe in some markets it would work, but not in, not in the S and P 500. Like this is, this is an index, man. Like this is not something that just reverses every day. Okay. It picks a direction and there are trillions of dollars that follow and they just, and it goes, it's not like a small cap where we're going to be up and down above VWAP you know, 10 times a day. So I love reversal trading and I have so many notes, so many studies, so many different things that I've tried to do to figure out how to crack that code. And I just have, I just, I still can't, I can't do it. So this is basically, I've only been tracking trend reversal and trend continuation for about like a year. So this is like all the stats from all my separate types of trading. So this is, uh, 
across everything total. So futures, options, shares, everything. And you can you, see that obviously act with the pattern, like just trend reversal, trend continuation, or how yeah, are you? They're just every okay. every trade I have since about like a year ago, and it, it may be like seven or eight months ago, but every single trade now, I used to have trades where it's like five minute bull flag breakout, uh, one minute pullback, whatever, yeah, and, or like all these different things. But then I found that like, what's the point of having all those if I only have like two to three examples of them every month? I'd rather try to group it all into like an encompassing idea and try to find like, what are the best ways to trade that idea? And I think that's also just like, because of large caps, they're not very sporadic. They're kind of just consistent like that. So it, I think it's easier for me to just break it down into two options and that's it. And then. um yeah, so I pretty much, if we're below VWAP and I'm long, that's the trend reversal. If we're above VWAP and I'm long, that's a continuation. Same thing with the short side. But um, you can see right here, this is all trend reversal trading, obviously negative. That win rate is about average for a trend reversal. It's like 35% usually for a win rate because you're obviously fighting the trend. And the risk yeah. reward should be at least like two, three to one. And the problem is like, obviously, yeah, like the percentage wise it is, but dollar amount is really what matters. And it's one-to-one -one risk reward. So like, that's a huge red flag all, right, right there. Like, unless this is, you know, 50 to and 24 and it's like a two to one, then that's okay. Cause I would actually be profitable in the strategy, but you can't be profitable with a one-to-one -one risk reward and a 38% win rate. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. And then trend continuation, obviously, this is like the one that I don't, I don't like trading the style at all. Cause it feels like I'm just chasing a trend and I feel like it's not, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. And obviously I'm positive on that positive win rate and the and risk. Reward. High. Yeah. And look at the risk reward. It's better than a reversal. Like, how is that even possible? That doesn't make any sense because technically if you're getting a reversal, you should get that whole retrace of the massive move. You should have massive upside and downside if you're shorting or blonging on a reversal, but I didn't. Here's futures. These values all need to be multiplied by five, but same problem. Negative. I'm positive on trend continuation. Negative on reversal. 30% win rate. Around 50% win rate continuation. Risk reward is better with reversal, but this is still like a really small sample size. It's only like two months. This is shares. Highly negative reversal. Mm -hmm. A little bit positive continuation. Look at the risk rewards negative here with a negative win rate. That's just awful. Yeah. And then this is the one account where actually I am positive in trend reversals, which is my Webull account options trading. And um, like, this is what it's supposed to look like. See how this is my risk reward is three to one with a, with a 35% win rate. So that's why I'm able to be positive in that, but still like trend continuation, still like two to one risk reward and a 50% win rate. So if this is saying anything, it's saying, don't do trend reversal trading, like only trend continuation. That's the only thing you ever need to do. And uh, like, why does the strategy not really work? And this is kind of, this is like a Lance Breitstein concept. Um, and his whole thing is to buy the right side of the V. So like, obviously, if this is the chart, if you buy at point A and point B, yes, it is the same exact entry point, but point B has a much higher expected value, which is like a, uh, uh, the high probability of winning um, compared to entry A. And the reason is because you're on the right side of the move. If you're longing right here and we're still moving down, then you're that's like all those trend reversal trades where my win rate. But the problem is it's still very hard to get entry B. 
like it's very hard to know when the V has formed. And I've done so many things to try and figure that out. That's that whole like trend line with three points of contact breaks the trend. You get in at the trend break area, you risk a low of day, you go for the breakout. That's that whole idea of like how to be on the right side of the V, but it's just so hard to do that. So something I'm going to do moving forward is to try to find like, when does a trend reversal actually work? And this is my whole concept of micro uptrend, which basically says, you know, what's been happening the last two weeks. This is the S&P 500, 30 minute chart, 30 day. Um, we're obviously in an uptrend. So I call this a micro uptrend. And then within this uptrend though, you can see there's different phases of it. So here there's a clear front side where we have three points of contact. Then we break this and now we have a little pullback. And then we have another front side and then another pullback, another front side, pullback, front side. So you would think that on the top of these moves, it's good to take trend reversal short trades, as in I'm shorting this, looking for this trend to break to the downside, which, yeah, I did do that this day. But the problem is if you try to look for trend reversal shorts too often, you end up losing all the time, no matter what, because I would have done it here. I would have done it here. I would have done it here. And I finally got the win here. Well, it doesn't matter if you just lost for the last three days. Same thing with this. Maybe try it right here. Lose. Try it here. Lose. You know, it doesn't work. But there is one scenario where it actually is kind of okay to take it. It's still not that good, but let's hear it. Um, in these pullbacks, obviously, if the Mac if the micro is still pushing to the upside, then the momentum is going to want to pull back the stock and then push it back to new highs, higher, low. Higher high, higher low, higher high, higher low, higher high. So whenever we hit this trend down here, that's where trend reversal long trades are actually somewhat of a positive expected value. So obviously like right here, we're in a pullback. We break this trend, we break out. That's a trend reversal long trade that you could take where you have 10 points of upside and you're risking maybe this low. So here's another one, breaking the trend. Obviously, yeah, we broke it up here, but we touched the trend line down here and we're in a downtrend on the daily. So downtrend, 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 reversal, long, boom, massive upside. Downtrend, downtrend, reversal, long, massive upside. So yeah, sometimes trend reversals will actually work. And that's like kind of the examples of when they would. And obviously I have a couple of examples in here, like how you would trade it. Obviously, like, you know, you have to get the whole setup and everything to go with it. But um yeah, like my new rule is that if I'm going to take a trend reversal, it has to be in the direction of the micro trend. So if the micro is up, I have to take only long trend reversals. I can't take short trend reversals anymore doing that. Um, macro is short trend. Yeah. Oh, whoops. I had to think about that for a second. I know, so right? So really, it's, gotta... a, it's a macro continuation. Well, macro is, macro is like the yearly chart. So on like the yearly oh. chart of the SPY, we're obviously still in a downtrend, but the micro that's, uh, I break it up into three things. There's macro, micro, intraday. So on the daily chart, oh, okay. like right now, like obviously the stock could be in an uptrend, but the micro could be in a downtrend or the macro could be in a downtrend. So yeah. that's why I like, well, you guys were talking about like, when are you, when you should you add into winners? Well, like for me, a really good high probability trade has to happen on the bigger timeframes first. It never happens on the smaller timeframes. So if you're looking for like, you know, a big picture trend reversal long and we're sitting, you know, right here. Well, where do you want to get in? Probably whenever it hits these, well, this, you probably couldn't even draw this line at the point at that point. But if you hold these key higher lows, you know, 
then like it's probably going to continue in the micro trend of to the upside. So yeah, that's my rule. No more long, no more short trend reversals while we're in a micro uptrend. If we're in a micro downtrend, I can take short trend reversals and no long trend reversals, you know, vice versa of what I just explained. Yeah, it has to be a major pullback into the micro trend line, which is that thick green line at the bottom. Uh, I only get one chance to take it. You can't do a trend reversal multiple times because then you just end up chasing it forever. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's it. So you're going to stick with a micro continuation on uh, yeah. like an intraday reversal? So yeah, pretty much. That's all I'm looking for. Like if you're going to take a reversal trade, it has to be in the trend of the micro, which yeah. is up. So if you're, if the micro is up, you can only take reversal long trades um, because like, obviously I'm trying to do more continuation trading, but it's just so difficult. And um like you could long pretty much any of these push days. If you longed at the right spot, like you have a ridiculous win. I mean, these are huge green moves compared to these tiny pullbacks, you know, like every yeah. green box, like look how much higher this broke out out of this high, this broke out of this high, this broke out of this high. And then all these lows were held consistently higher, low, higher, low, higher, low. So yeah. Hmm. That's all I got. I think the toughest part with trading two strategies is you're you're always looking for one and then you miss the other one. And yeah. that's why I was basically like, okay, I'm only going to trade front side. And that was working really well for me. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to hold longer. So let me get better entries. And then I started kind of doing reversals in a way. And that's where I started tripping over myself because it's like, okay, well, that's boom. We get that nice VWAP breakout. So, but I missed that because I was actually looking at a different ticker that was maybe putting in that higher low and then started kind of moving up. And you typically also want to just trade the best and leave the rest, right? So trade that ticker with the most volume that everyone's looking at and then ride the trend. Um, I think that that is really the, the dangerous part about multiple strategies is you trip over yourself. And I think that's what I wanted to add to. That's perfect. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what the whole purpose of that post was, is like, you can do the trend reversal strategy but you can't do it every day. Like I look for it every day. I, I there's only certain times where it's very yeah. efficacious and that has to be on the larger time frames. That's why I want to focus on the micro time frame and be like if it's setting up here, then I can take it. But not while it's extended to the upside trying to go for shorts, you know. Yeah. Extension if, if doesn't that, mean shit in large caps. Yeah. If if that setup is is knocking on the door and it's like, hello, trade me. It's like, I'm perfect right now. Like go for it. You know? Yeah. Um, actually talking about it, I could quickly share. Um, or you have anything else to add before I. Nope. I got to say your, your posts are always so detailed. They're so good. I love going through them. Yeah. I always <laughs> wonder like, this is legit hieroglyphics sometimes. Like I try to make them more and more simple, but it's just like, dude, I don't even know how to make it more simple. And then I'm, as I'm describing it, I'm like, wow, I'm that, I'm that dude that everyone talks about where they're like, you know, how whenever you start trading and you got like a million things going on and I'm like, not the dude who keeps it simple. And I'm like, I'm like, shit, I'm probably doing something wrong there, but you, you definitely did your, your old posts were like, they're also really well written, but it was, it was a lot to digest. I think yeah. they're getting a lot more digestible and it's like one clear thing sticks out a lot more than it used to, which is really good. Um, here, I'll show you what I mean by 
Um, so again, I'm not oftentimes trading large caps, but when those setups come to me and it's perfect and it's knocking on my door, just like on our last call on Friday, remember I was like, I was about to take that SPY trade, but I didn't. Um, and it worked out. This was a very similar move where on the five minute, you can see right down here, we have a little bit of like a, I would almost call it like an inverse V after we break this neckline here at 71, comes back down. And then we pop right back up to the former highs and start kind of making a bear flag. I mean, a bull flag. This is this is what I saw earlier today. And I put, I have like twenty to $30,000 worth of limit orders like right here. I missed it by like three cents or something. Oh. And then it pops up and then it's on this candle. And at this point, I'm like, like I'm kind of a little bit butthurt and like annoyed. And I knew if it just pulled back a little bit, I, I would probably stop out or I don't know, I would get like a little emotional, even though I knew the we had upside till about $80. Like there's tons of upside on this ticker right now. Um, and well, coin in general, I have like a kind of a mixed relationship with when you overtrade a certain ticker, um, you start kind of having so many biases around a ticker. But anyway, um, $80 was, you know, a former big time resistance zone. Anywho, I, you know, I, I probably should have jumped on this one, but you know, you want to get aggressive uh, when you see those setups. Cause like, I was not looking for a setup at this point, this thing just plopped on my screen. Cause I was kind of just, um, you know, checking different stocks occasionally. And I was like, wow, this is a perfect setup. So those are the ones you need to get aggressive on. And I guess that's a little bit like trend reversal is like, if, <laughs> if one of those really does pop up and you're like, wow, this is a really good setup, then you can go for it. Otherwise, I think you want to take the low hanging fruits or like the really easy setups, which is basically just trend following, uh, trend continuation over VWAP, um, good 19 bay uh, pullbacks. I mean, Lucy, for example, was just, I'm walking my $39 on this one. Um, kind of ridiculous. And this was a little bit of a FOMO late day trade, but <laughs> I was, I was so busy watching, uh, what the heck was ZVSA, the shittiest ticker ZVSA. Look at this crap. And I'm right oh, on man. it. No surprise. I was actually up $500 right here. I got this perfect support line balance. It was like, just amazing. But again, I didn't take my profits because I was looking for a bigger run on a trend reversal. Um, right. Cause like in theory, this thing could really balance. And I wanted to break the former highs here. And I would have took my profits around $3 and that would have been like a, I don't know, 12% trade or maybe even more actually 15, 16, 17% trade. At this point, I'm down like $700. It pops up a little bit and I basically close it. Yeah. And that's why these trades are so difficult because there's so uh, yeah, many different you're, you're, sets of rules. There's so many sets of rules. Each tree, trade teaches you something different. Um, you're fighting the trend. And even if it does work out, it's probably going to have like two massive pullbacks that are still going to flush you out. While if you just go with that trade continuation on Lucy, even though I didn't like this ticker per se, because it didn't have a catalyst. And I don't know, I might be wrong, but I couldn't find anything. Um, Tom, maybe you know more than I do on that. But yeah, I don't know. So I never really traded this one because I didn't really believe it. But I also didn't trade it because I was so busy watching that other crappy ticker. So if I was really dialed in, I would have noticed, first of all, hold up. There's a, an insane amount of volume here. Look at this. One million shares being traded per minute on a $4, $5 stock. Um, later on, it became $5 for a bit. So like that's really good. It's over VWAP. It's you know had these great five-minute breakouts. 
um, having these good pullbacks, maintaining the trend. So like in these areas, there's, well, like being a long bias trader, you're, you're looking for those breakouts, right? And those, those are the big moves when with something like, um, let me get my thought process, right? ZV SA, you're the, the big problem with this ticker, for, for example, and actually what's easier, if you just click on recent, you could quickly go um, to other tickers really fast. Um, I just kind of started doing that. Um, like this ticker, let's say I start accumulating here and looking for the trend reversal, you're always risking the flush. So it's basically that breakout trend continuation, but in the opposite direction. So if, if I was a short bias trader, this would be much, much better. And then you could, you know, ride that flush down. Um, but you're always, you know, you're basically, it's a negative risk reward strategy in that regard, because the, the bounces are just never really going to be that strong most of the time, unless, you know, you do finally get that rip, which um, Colby was saying is just rare. Most of the time we're going to be wrong. And that's, that's where the, that strategy just really bites you in the butt. Um, and I've been thinking about it so much as well, Colby, um, because of this, this holding longer thing, I'm trying to get entries a little bit sooner, which you can still do. Like if you notice this one above VWAP, this would have been an interesting time to trade it, but you know, volume was a little bit lighter at the time, but imagine you just held into this rip and you're up, you know, 80%. This would have been really tough uh, to do, but it gets, it shows you the point. There's much more upside potential when you just follow the trend. You're basically buying high with the intent to sell higher. It's, uh, you know, I know Ross says that all the time and it's, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense in a way uh, once, once you're in the game for a while. But there's, there's a second part to this as well. Look, like, like we talked about before on Lucy, I could really size into this ticker with like $250,000 as like we start trading with bigger position size, right? And I can really make a lot of money. I mean, we're talking about like a million dollars or something like that, um, you know, with a couple of these kind of trades over the course of a week or so, but, or a month or so, like on a really, really hot trading session. I'm, I'm speaking like theoretically in three years or so when we start sizing up a lot more. Now, ZVSA, uh, just because I've seen other traders do, and this is basically what they're doing. Um, look at the look at the volume on this ticker. How are you ever going to size up on this kind of stock? Even if you do nail these trend reversals, you know, even if you perfectly nail the trend reversal, there's only like fifty thousand shares being traded, so it's not even that good to begin with. Because uh, you like, if you were trading two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you'd be moving this whole entire stock, and that's a big red flag. Um, that alone. Uh, there's another situation here, SNOA, which was a little bit more like a four-hour trade. Um, actually, no, not SNOA. Um, which one am I read on? I'm read on this no, APRN. So APRN was a four-hour setup. And man, this trade really, oh, I get so annoyed when I look at this one. <laughs> I have so many, so many trades lately that have been just freaking me out. So I... I wanted to trade this one for pretty obvious reasons because we were holding a multi-day and we we're starting to crawl up higher and higher and higher. Um, so that was looking really, really good. And I basically bought this one looking for that trend reversal. And for some reason, I stopped out of this one because I was really annoyed with how I was trading today. And I was just like, ah, oh, nothing's working. I'm just going to close this one too. Um, the worst thing you could ever say, because that's usually the one that works. Um, I don't know how long I would have held. I probably would have sold the move over VWAP. That was kind of my original goal. Um, and then my, I would have probably tried to hold some into the, like one, two or so, um, because I didn't think it was going to move this high. I thought we were going to see maybe like, 
you know, these former highs getting hit down here on the one daily. Um, but, you know, this is a bit more of like a four hour setup, a little bit different. And I just zoomed into it too much. I started trading the intraday. But yeah, this is where you could start playing with your rules a little bit too much when it comes to trend reversals. Uh, like, oh, okay, well, you know, now it's kind of flagging out here a little bit. Maybe this is when I need to trade it. I don't know. Like every every one of these is just so different and you can kind of drive yourself a little bit insane when trading trend reversals. Mm -hmm. um, and again, very light volume. Eventually when it does break higher, volume does come in. So it's a very bullish uh, thing to see. So you could argue, yeah, okay, you just have to wait till it does start trending higher. But I think these these kind of situations you can you can get yourself in kind of pretty sticky situations. Uh, that was Lucy or no. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think just kind of going back to probably only trading the front side again, um, for me might be the way to go, even though I, I think just like Colby, like, I also just wanted to figure this out again, but it's, it's not working for me. And it's, it's really costing me a lot of time and energy. Um, so very frustrating, I guess you can say. Uh, I just want to show my insights here as well, um, because Tom was kind of uh, sharing it and talking about going exponential. And this is like all portfolios, which some of them are all over the place. But so I'll actually just go back to the J trading Momo because it's it's quite consistent because I, I some of these other ones I closed some big investments on and there was just like big losses. Um, you can see how in the beginning this was also going pretty exponential, like boom, 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 boom. This is mainly because I was sizing more and more and I was just sticking to the same strategy. And then in 2021, things got a little bit harder um, in the market, at least for me personally. I don't know what it was. Everything was less consistent. 2022 was similar. And then here you can see, um, well, there was a lot of things going on as well, even with my business and just everything. So I was a little bit distracted all over the place, but then I kind of started pivoting, trying to switch up, holding longer. And that's really where I plateaued a little bit here in the last um, last few months. And that's been a little bit stressful. Um, but I, I know I know we'll get out of it or I'll get out of it. And we all get out of these slumps and hopefully with some bigger learnings. And that's why I don't, I don't mind them so much. And I guess just to wrap this up here. Um, so here's one of these trend reversals that work really well. And one thing that, you know, we started talking about originally was uh, with Toby is, you know, how do you manage your risk? And here's an example from earlier this week where, you know, I'm over trading a little bit of the backside right here. And I then this gets me so on tilt and so emotional that in this area, I, I didn't think clearly I missed the, the good uh, front side move. And then I traded this one really, really high when we were extended. I got the flush. Um, I traded like right around here at like six, five. Yeah. I, I got stuck in the flush. This was a huge loss for me. Um, and then I ended the day at max loss while it, and I was up 557 on it over here, trading the clear front side. Um, and then, you know, I was talking in the discord, you guys probably remember on the insiders. And I was just like, you know, how, how do I avoid these, these constant, like giving back all my profits, getting on tilt. And then um, Colby was saying like, he was limiting himself to trading like twice or like two red trades in a row. And then he's basically out. And that's kind of what I did with MSGM. I was, <clears throat> I took two red trades, like pre-market at like seven or so. 
And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop trading, but it also didn't really make sense to fully stop for the day. So I kind of made like a new rule on top of that, where it's like, I won't trade for an hour because this is kind of interesting. I did some research on like fight or flight or um, like when you have an adrenaline spike or you're on tilt, how long does that take till your adrenaline, your cortisol basically goes back to normal and you're like relaxed again? It's typically 20 to 30 minutes, but it's up to 60 minutes. So I was like, okay, so two red trades in a row. I'm clearly not doing well. I'm probably getting a little bit on tilt. Let me maintain my emotion. So let me put an hour pause. And so I put like a, a, a timer on till I was allowed to trade again. And that allowed me to take, like really see the market uh, a little bit more clearly. I identified this was a morning panic, but we were still in a overall uptrend. It was right here. We were still trending higher. I removed it. There was a trend line here at one point. Um, so we were like, morning panic trend. And I got this rip again, a little bit of a trend reversal. So tough situation. Um, I could have probably done really well just buying this pullback and selling into a pop and done just as well. But I, I guess my point here is um, managing your mental state is so important. Um, I didn't want to stop out for the whole entire day, but I figured, hey, you know, if I already stopped out at 7 a.m., let me just give, you know, let me try again at the market open. That's a, plenty of time. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did here. And I think this was really good. I was happy about that because I was I had clarity in my head to find this. Otherwise, I would have been in a red state of mind and just totally missed it or, or emotionally traded up here like I did on that trade I just showed you guys here where I was in the red state of mind. And then here, I didn't have the headspace to just relax and, and get in the zone. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to share. I love that rule that I've I heard of that like two months ago and I did it for a little bit, but I kind of forgot because I don't really I'm not like actively in and out that much. So I usually do have like a wide uh, amount of time in between each of my trades anyway. But that whole like I, I saw this one guy that I follow on Twitter and he basically was saying, if you just stop after two red trades and take a 30 minute loss after, or 30 minute break after each loss, you probably would be a profitable trader. And I was like, let me try that. And I did it for like a month and it totally works. It works so well at reducing tilt. Like, yeah, like you yeah, said, I got yesterday when I was trading uh, and the, the, in the day before that, I, I really enjoyed trading more than I have in a, in a while. And I love trading, but I, I liked it even more because I, I didn't have these emotional, you know, where you take one red trade, one red trade, one, and you're getting really pissed off. I didn't have any of that. Cause I was like, okay, well, you know what? And then I just, I did like a second workout. I felt amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lance yeah. Brightstein always says like the second you take a tilt trade, you have to go like out of the office, go on like a 15 minute walk, like outside or something. And that's what he does. But, um, Oh, wow. So even he has like a whole ritual for his red trades and he's a oh, yeah. pro trader for many years. Oh yeah. Wow. He's worth at least probably a hundred million at this point in profits at least. Yeah. I know. I don't think I never put enough value on that. Cause I think I watched a lot of Ross Cameron and he'll just, you know, keep trading yeah. no matter what. Um, but I, I think that's so valuable and I want to explore that direction a bit more. Yeah. That's great. You need to check out, um, Dan Irish because he is doing exactly what you god damn it he's doing yeah, exactly he what you mentioned Dan Irish recently and I I pulled up uh he has like a channel yeah I have the video his yearly recap 2021 I I just started watching but I haven't I'm like 10 minutes in so I'm gonna finish that yeah he, like if you look at these trades real quick he's just 
doing literally exactly your strategy, but he, he'll do like super illiquid stuff. But I mean, also oh, you know, he's also trading the illiquid stuff and waiting for the volume to come in. Like these are all trades that you're doing basically. And he's using the daily chart to make all of these decisions. You know, the thing that, the one thing that wow. I would say about your one strategy is that if you're going to get in at like a spot like this, you got to hold for that low break. Like that one, you showed one trade. Um, yeah. That one wow. where you did like a backside long or something. And like the second that this is broken here, you got to just cut it, but you have to hold for that risk. Yeah, wow. dude, he's, he doesn't even take that big of size. It's just like huge winners. Like whenever this guy has 10 years in the market doing this strategy, he's going to make a million dollars a fucking week because he's using like 8,000 shares on a, and like, get, look at this shit. I mean, okay, I'm following him now. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you take, like, I don't know. How does he take an entry? Like, how does he know when to take an entry? I'm sure it starts with like on a trade like this has to start with the daily has to, yeah. that's like the number one thing, like daily I mean, breakouts, daily support. And then once he sees it has to be above moving averages, get along, hold for the break of low and see if you get that breakout. But I don't know how he's selling at perfect times too, but. And that's probably before any sort of news comes out. So he has to kind of anticipate, you know, these small caps are going to, publish news at a key technical break yeah like see Which, here, I don't Alex, know. Do, do companies do companies know technical analysis to know like you know what when this we're coming right up to like a, a resistance level <laughs> let's let's publish this news so we get a nice breakout dude it sure <laughs> feels like it i swear because i'm like it if does. news didn't drop today technically like technical wise it was supposed to break out today <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> There's, there's so that weird. one company last week they did like all the AI chat GPT hype right now. And the one company did, I forget what the ticker name was, but they did like a, or the, the naked shorts thing. Have you guys been seeing that for small caps? Like a lot of these companies are giving out these PR things where they're saying there's a lot of naked shorts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And the one company did that. And then the very next day they did an offering and I was like, oh my God, you're a fucking scumbag, but it's crazy. This example, yeah. Alex, just really quick, is like he's cutting right when it breaks this low. You know what I mean? That's the loss, that, and that's the exit. Is that what he's supposed to be doing, or is that a mistake, or what? No, this is a loss, but it's a perfect <laughs> loss because he's getting long. And obviously, if you're going to go long, um, you're going to expect higher highs, higher lows. And the second it makes a lower low, he's out. So just a good mm -hmm. example of like a, a loss, I guess. I like no, I like that trading because it's it seems less stressful. Oh, this is like all I want in my life right here. One trade a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that might be really good with your with your training coming up for a few weeks uh, to mm -hmm. to basically wake up in the morning, place limit orders on like multi day runners with stops, and just ooh, I think that's a good idea. At least just try it out for seven weeks and see what my stats are. Yeah, that's what, and, and you could do both strategies at once because one's really a pause off. Like that APRN trade I showed you guys, it I would be up 20, 25% right now, but I stopped out because I was emotional on some other trades for no reason. I, I didn't even hit my stop. And I actually had a similar trade that I shared with you guys um, recently. I think last pod that was similar. But yeah, I mean, look at this. I just stopped out when it was going up. It was going up and I stopped out. 
um, for no reason. I was just a little bit butthurt with um, that mm -hmm. crappy ZV whatever trade. Um, ZVSA that I showed you guys earlier where yeah. no volume ticker. So, I mean, like, uh, like Colby was saying with Dan Irish and I'm, I'm happy you brought him up because yeah, like the reason I entered this one and I was cool, calm and collected when I placed the limit orders, it was pre-market at like 7am or something. It was like, really, I was just totally relaxed. We had higher lows here on the daily and we we're basically pre-market somewhere in this area. We just held a little bit of a hammer candle here. We're crawling higher. Like everything is pointing in the right direction that we're just going to continue this trend and maybe we're going to you know not have an all you know big breakout but we're probably going to retest this 120 zone right so why why did i not just let it run to 120 at least um i'd be up one uh 20 20 right now but like 25 27 at the high really to me that's really only just because you're mixing strategies like i've been trying yeah, to do continuation it. and it's like holy hell how many continuation trades i'll watch just go right past me because i'm super patient because my whole idea of like for the last year is i love trend reversals so if you love trend reversals you better be patient because if you're not you're going to lose a million times a day but on trend continuation you have to be extremely aggressive like the second yeah. it hits the adma you're in ready to cut it if it's not working and you can't take that philosophy and switch it to another strategy or you just consistently will lose Yep, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly why I missed uh, this setup right here, which was, you know, in my eyes, picture perfect. But I was, you know, I was in the wrong state of mind. And here on the five minute, you can see it again. And like I said, I missed it by like a couple cents because I was too patient. Because if I was more patient on those trend reversals, it's usually a good thing. So I think I need to, I'm, I think I just need to stop doing trend reversals as well. I don't even know why I started doing them again. I was just trying to get better entries on my um, since I'm holding longer now. To me, you're not really doing reversals. You're kind of just looking for a continuation on the daily. So like on an intraday yeah. time frame, you are doing technically like reversals. But if, if it's making higher lows in the daily, then it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. 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 So are, was APRN on the um, gap scan? Actually, that's a great question. It was not on the gap scan, but it was something we traded a few weeks ago. And what I have right here is these are all limit orders on former gappers. And then if I move this up, I have a um, watch list called Top Gainers Former. And what I'll do is I'll just go through each of them um, mm. on this chart. And then I'll actually, what I'll do is I'll probably move this one to like a 15 minute and then this one to a four hour temporarily. And then for like, you know, it, it goes pretty quick, like, you know, t you know, 15 minutes or so, you just go through them. And then you're looking for those setups where the the daily is, you know, still in the uptrend. We're looking for support and hmm. you just want to start accumulating. Um, like this one, for example, is, is a little bit sketchy because it found support. It popped up and now it's selling off again. So I think removing a limit order. My limit order on this one is actually a good idea. Um, I'll just move it down because I can think about it later and I don't want to overreact, but like it technically did the bounce and it got rejected and now it's selling off again. So this one's not mm -hmm. looking so good anymore. Uh, but with APRN, this is exactly how I found it. I was just going through it and I looked at the daily and I was like, Hey, look, the daily's higher lows all up in here. And I looked at, you know, pre-market and I just put a limit order here. 
because we had a breakout and I put my limit order. Here. I got a perfect entry pretty much. I entered at 107 wow. and 106. And that was just placing a limit order pre-market and looking away. And then in, my, in the middle of my trading today, I decided to overtrade and, and change everything. I had to stop here originally. And I was like, ah, I'm just going to get stopped out anyway. Let me just close it now. Um, this was a very, it was a very perfect entry, a very emotional exit. Uh, very frustrating. But yeah, those trades are all like it's those trades are all so good. You just need to have that clear risk level. Like it's so hard to know where you're gonna risk. Like you don't want to base risk off of like you know, oh, it didn't work out yet. Like yeah, that's and that's what I I've done that a few times. I showed you guys a few trades where I actually closed a winning trade. But yeah, basically, um, well, here's here's the big breakout. You could see attempted breakouts. We broke out. Now it's support. Attempted breakouts, attempted breakouts. Now we broke out support. That's why I put my limit order here. So I yep. could have put my stop, let's say, I don't know, somewhere around one, maybe slightly below one, because then they were still having a bit of a trend here. And I'll be risking, let's say, I don't know, 5% or so, 6% to make uh, 22% or let's say 15%, which is, you know, we're talking like one to two, one to three, even one to four risk reward, depending on where your entry is and, and how long you're looking to hold. Like if you're looking to hold to this top or to this top or something. So yeah, it's a very hands-off strategy, but you, you don't want to overmanage like Colby was saying, you just gotta don't close it go. just because that, yeah, those kind of long trades, time. I'll use bracket orders on those. Like I yeah, said, a, it's an OCO order, do OCO. And then when one hits, it cancels the other one and you're out and you don't even, you don't even fucking know what happens. So. Mm-hmm. You say yeah, you wake up the next reward. day there you go. with a profit or a loss. <laughs> yep. So actually, I'll I'll just show you guys one more trade because I'm in it right now. So SNOA is another example of a ticker I found um, doing exactly what I was talking about, uh, just going through the scanners of former gappers. I always add the former gappers to this list. And you know, this one pulled back, found support, popped up. I put my limit order here because it sold off here and popped up, and then I put a limit order pre-market right around in this area. I don't know why my orders aren't showing up. That's just classic TOS. <laughs> um, so I had an entry somewhere here. We popped higher. So I'm looking for this one to um, probably go around to like 187. Otherwise, I'm going to stop at, I have a stop at 155. So yeah, I guess the other one would be somewhere in this, like, so like we had a few VWAPs in this area. So that's kind of Maybe we can, you know, break that, but I don't know if we would hold there. So somewhere in this area, I could, I could link the orders in retrospect as oh, well. Yeah. Um, this does that stop, make them OCO or is that? Yeah, it makes it. Yeah. So if I have a stop here already, and then I press put put a sell here, it automatically links it. This trade isn't like amazing. Um, I had an entry at sixty five. My stop is what at fifty five. So that's like a five percent risk. Um, and you know potential 10% upside. It's actually, it is actually pretty good. One to two. And then I just let it ride. Um, but if this, yeah, if this does keep failing, ah, see, this is where I'm already thinking about. Just yeah, closing. dude, you better shut up, bro. I'm yeah, I gotta shut up. Are, are you, are you going to take like the mindset of, you know, it's, it's going to stop me out or it's going to hit my profit target. I'm not doing anything else. I, I have, have to, to I have, have to, to do. do. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta let it, let it do its thing because um apron a p r n blue apron you know if i just let it do its thing and i had my stop here 
and I had my, yeah. my OCO order here, I would have had, I don't know, um, 4,000 shares, you know, it could have been like a four or $600 trade, depending on where my stop was and just doing absolutely nothing. Just, you know, quickly in the morning, just clicking through. Mm -hmm. so. pull, pull up GNS because I know GNS was moving a couple days now. So I just want to see if that strategy would have worked. GNS is buck wild. Um, so here's the four hour again down here. I have a limit order kind of chilling. I'm going to move it way down because this ticker is a bit untradeable. I feel like at this point, just the chance of an offering is, I feel like exponential. Um, but yeah, this is this is another setup kind of flagging out another so technically, if you're accumulating on the four hour, it could be something. I think this one's really nice because here you can see it sells off. And at this point, you're like, this is done. But when it pops back up here and kind of breaks that trend, uh, and now you're basically back on a new front side and you're riding multiple time frames. So that looks pretty good. So this isn't like you're not trend reversing because you're you're not like hoping you're not buying low and hoping it pops higher you're basically waiting for that confirmation that pop higher and then accumulating and then it pops up 90 percent yeah that would have um, been perfect right there yeah it's, it's really one of those entry. strategies where you have to let the trades come to you you can't force any one of these trades and you when you see mm -hmm. the setup you, you know you pretty much know uh, maybe if you're not, if you have know nothing about trading, you obviously won't. But if you've been in the game for probably even a year, you'll you'll be like, oh, that's a good setup. Like that looks good. <laughs> yeah, I like this strategy. I think um, I'm definitely going to put together that watch list that you have with the top gainers. Are you just adding, or is there like a scanner? No, there's no scanner. Um, I literally at the end of the day or in the morning, if I forget, I'll be like, oh, okay, our top three gainers yesterday were GNS. And it's pretty easy to remember because I have this second screen here with basically all stocks I was looking at from the previous day. So I'll just go ahead and add, you know, T and X to the list and everything mm -hmm. else and just okay. add it manually. Um, so this might get a little bit long. So I guess when a ticker, like, let's say, starts doing reverse splits and starts selling off more and more and more and more, and it just turns into an ugly ticker, then you could just take it off the list. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to implement that. I'm, I'm going to definitely start doing that. And I, I definitely uh, want to see how that the stats work out. And I'm definitely going to update that next time we do this uh, weekly review. Oh, yeah. It works out. That'd be cool. Then we could both talk about probably similar setups in that regard. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. I kind of want to start I'm doing still going to do my strategy, though. All right. Like, Colby's on it, too. Toby, now we're just missing you. <laughs> 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 nice. I feel like. Mm -hmm. uh, Hopefully my session's not going too long, but I guess we're kind of exploring stocks right now together. So wait, so then, so let's say then there, you have the you know the top gainer volume leader on the day, and are you still looking to hold longer on that stock if it's not something that's like a previous gapper that you have on your list? It's just the the day, the first day you know gap from pre market high volume low flow. Are you going to scout that, or is or are you going to look to hold that? That's a really good question. I haven't, I don't know if I have a great answer for that, but I mean, let's look at like Lucy would be maybe an example. So first big green day, right? Um, it's clearly obviously not on my top gainers yet. Now it is, but so now it's at the top of the list, obviously, because it's the green day, the green ticker of the day. Um, so what do I, what do I do with this ticker? Um, probably I would intraday trade this one, like my classic um, scalp front side, strategy 
make my money on it, get a feel for the ticker or lose on it. I don't know, whatever. But I don't know if I would just blindly start holding this one because we have so many tickers that pop up and then they fade all the way back, even lower, obviously not past zero, but you get the point. We see that a lot. So I, I feel like I only do these limit orders on multi-day runners that are starting to hold their highs. And I'm looking for that next leg up or at least to trade the range like you saw on SNOA and APRN where, okay, well, there's, you know, we're having higher lows, but we already had that big spike up to $2. So maybe we can get that move at least back to two and make that 20, 30%. I think holding this, uh, Tom, you're muted. I was just, I was just saying, so you're looking after the stock fades after the first day, seeing if there's another setup. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know what's the best answer. I'd say probably like a second red day that holds a key higher low level. Like, can I share my screen just literally for one second? Yeah, no, you could, I, I was, I'm totally done. So I was just going to show, this is like my hieroglyphic shit, but, uh, here's the spy again. This is a micro uptrend. And I kind of have these key levels where like, if these break the trends gone, you know, like once, like if this broke down through this key level right here, that's technically not a higher low. So that's broken. Same thing mm-hmm. here. Like if this broke through this key level, the structure is broken. So like that happens after you have like solid red days that hold mm-hmm. above a key level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it seems like, you know, there's patterns, you know, are, are applicable on any on any time frame. So, you know, those same patterns that we're trading intraday for like, you know, for example, for me scalping or for you, you know, taking your trend continuation and holding for the front side. Um, you know, I guess that that still applies on the the daily chart and the 30 minute time frames for the, the next day or the next few days. Um, you know, break breakdown of support and a strong reclaim and higher volume. This this stuff is so important to talk about because like I always talk about the SMB capital guys and Lance Breitstein. And like one of the things that just constantly puts me into like a puzzled state of mind is how are these guys, how do they know whenever something is an A plus setup? Like how are they sizing 10X their max size on a trade where they just know that it's like a perfect setup? And the answer is always that it starts on the bigger timeframes. So like mm-hmm. if you get those bigger timeframes you know, new yearly high, it's breaking out on the daily chart. It's breaking out in the 30 minute chart, the four hour chart, it's doing all these things. And then you were like, Oh, I'm going to intraday trade this. Then you have to think of all those bigger pictures first, find that entry and hold for that rip higher and don't sell into a breakout whenever you're on a new yearly high, you know, you, you hold for that breakout, you hold that winner. Those are the ones you add into and all that kind of stuff. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you start in those larger time frames, it also gives you time to check the news and like like I'm not gonna hold a multi-day ticker if it has no news and it's just kind of up on sympathy. That's probably not the one you want to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a little bit of that. And if there's a macro trend, like let's say COVID, but then it's a biotech with a COVID drug, that's gonna be an extra hot ticker. Um, we, we get all sorts of stuff like that. Like, you know, um, like Colby was saying with chat GPT, AI stock. Okay. AI is hot right now. Boom. Or crypto or what, what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
man, I could explore this forever. And I think you guys could too, but we probably have to uh, go ahead and call it here uh, as it's getting yeah. pretty late. I Toby, know what time is it? Specifically. 1.40 in the morning. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 1.40 PM for me. <laughs> you guys, that's crazy. Are, you guys got all day. Yeah. <laughs> um. And there's a lot to digest already, so I'm I'm, I'm excited to rewatch this uh, with my notepad. Um, just think about it a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing my uh, putting together my my gap scan, my previous gapper scan, or my watch list, and <clears throat> reviewing the charts for sure for that for that setup that that you look for. Oh yeah, because I think that's that's a good way because it, you can scale up as you can scale up bigger than just scalping yeah in theory you could you could hold like two million shares or like two million dollar position size yeah. um, at one point because you're that multi-day right it's uh it's totally different yeah. um i know jack kellogg does like million dollar trades <laughs> yeah you guys should see qual magi uh christian qual magi he takes probably 20 million trade like 20 million position size trades on like large cap swings it's yeah. fucking just oh ridiculous he took a 10 million dollar account <laughs> into 100 million in one year in, t- in 2019 oh my god yeah. Yeah. that's the good life yeah. man i wanted to do that with coin i wanted to hold it from 30 <laughs> to something not with a million but like i had fifty thousand in it and i sold everything i would be up over 100 percent, but you know coulda shoulda woulda right um yeah but yeah the market is euphoric right now it's yeah it's euphoric so but i think oh, that- practicing on longer <laughs> time frames is is the way to go yeah for sure sorry tom i think i cut you off there no i i just said eventually we're all going to be so celebrating our successes mm-hmm. not having to worry about anything financially and uh it's going to be great yeah that's going to be such a good feeling like when I can buy a Chipotle burrito and not wonder if I was red today, <laughs> you know, like that'll be fucking great. Holy shit. <laughs> How many $2 trades did I do? <laughs> and it adds up. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, All right, guys. Um, have a good trading tomorrow, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. So we, right. This is our first time doing it on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. That was good. I love yeah. the Toby part. That was great. Yeah. Toby, thanks for opening up. For anyone else watching uh, after the recording, thanks for tuning in. Hell yeah. And what do you say? Subscribe, alert, subscribe, like, set the notifications <laughs> on. Hit that ravishing every week. like button. You do this yeah, and join the Discord. Week. That's where we're talking join every Discord, single day. Yeah. Definitely yep. join the Discord. Yeah, it's definitely the place to be. You learn a lot. Lots of people there as well. So everyone's everyone's participating, everyone's sharing value. But it's not a place to get alerts and it's not a place to, to post gain porn every single trade and or whatever. Unless you back it up on gotta, TJ. Gotta bring value. Gotta yeah. bring value. All right, guys. All Take right, care, good. boys. Good. See ya. See ya. Yeah.